You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. Jesus didn't fill her with power and new life just because she was a good, godly woman and deserved it. No, the story really isn't even about Tabitha. The story is about the fact that if we will leave our bunker of fear and insecurity, God will use us to touch people's lives, to raise them from spiritual death, to raise them up so they can start walking with Jesus. Have you been living in a bunker of fear? Do you let your insecurities, worries, and excuses hold you back from partnering with God's kingdom work? Well, in today's message, Pastor Dion teaches from the book of Acts on how Peter was living in a bunker of fear and how Jesus made a way out for him. When Peter stopped living in fear, he was able to do amazing things, bringing the message of the kingdom to so many people. What fears are holding you back today? Step out in faith, trusting Jesus with all of them. Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of Acts chapter 9 with today's edition of The Simple Truth. Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus the Christ heals you. Arise and make your bed. Then he arose immediately, so all who dwelt at Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. Wow! Everybody said what? You know, awesome things can happen when we decide to come out of our bunker of fear. I want to say it again. Awesome things can happen when we decide to come out of our bunker of fear. What we need to recognize is that fear of failure, fear of inadequacy, fear of persecution can paralyze us and in turn keep us from being a blessing or a miracle to others. I'm going to say that again. What we need to recognize is that fear of failure, fear of inadequacy, fear of persecution can paralyze us and in turn keep us from being a blessing or a miracle to others who are paralyzed. Not to mention, the inactivity in the bunker when we're there causes us to develop this. Everybody say it out loud. Big butts. Say it out loud. Big butts. So here's the fact. The fact is, is that, hey, listen, Fear, those things can keep us in our bunker, and while we're there, we start developing big butts. What are those? But I don't know enough. But I'm afraid. But I'm just not in the mood. But I don't have time. But they might think I'm a nerd. God is expecting too much. But isn't that the pastor's job? But I don't know where to start. But, but, buts. Everybody said what? Buts. That's where we develop buts in our bunker of fear. Did you know that Jesus said our big buts can keep us out of his blessings? In fact, Luke in his gospel recorded a parable that Jesus used 
to communicate this message that our big butts can keep us away from His blessings. In the story in Luke, Jesus said that three men were given a mina. That is a form of money. Let's call it a coin. All right, three men, his three servants, master gave his three servants one mina. They were instructed to multiply the mina while the master was away. He said there, do business until I come. When the master returned from his journey, he called them, the three men, in so they could give an account of their success. The first man happily announced that he had invested the mina and it yielded ten more minas. The master rewarded that guy handsomely. The second servant came in and he said that he too had invested it and it yielded five minas. Again, the master rewarded that servant. But the last servant came in with the mina he was given. He had hid it in a hole, in a bunker. He showed it to the master along with his huge butt. I would have, but I was afraid that this. I was afraid of that. The master was angry with that servant, at the fruitless servant, took the mina away from him and gave it to the most productive servant. Blessing was stripped away, Jesus said. The moral of the story is, here it is, everybody say it, use what you have. Say it again, use what you have. The only mistake is to not risk making a mistake. Multiply what you've been given. Salvation, encouragement, teachings, blessings. Risk it. Share it. Invest it. That's what Jesus was trying to say. In fact, that's exactly what Jesus did. Jesus took a lot of risks to bring salvation and healing and hope to people. He took a lot of risks. So let's all, everybody, be just like Jesus. Let's be just like Jesus. Well, there in Jerusalem, Peter had been in the bunker, and he finally decided to be like Jesus. I'm going to mimic what Jesus did. I've been hanging out in fear. I've been building my big butts. But now I'm going to emerge out of this place and I'm going to be like Jesus. Peter left his bunker in Jerusalem and he traveled 30 miles. And we read the account. He traveled 30 miles to Lydda. Now, everyone that visits Israel has been to Lydda. See, the Tel Aviv airport is built on the old city of Lydda. So literally, everybody comes into Israel spends time in Lydda. So from Jerusalem to Lydda, Peter travels 30 miles. Now during Peter's visit in Lydda, he was given the opportunity to pray for a paralyzed man, a guy named Aeneas. Aeneas had been in that condition for eight years. 
And then, just like Jesus had commanded the man at the pool of Bethesda to take up his bed and walk, you remember that story? Pool of Bethesda, there was a man who was paralyzed, stretched out along the pool. Jesus walks through there. He sees the man. He looks at the man and says, hey, don't you want to be healed? And he says, well, I I wish, but I needed somebody to help me in the pool when it's being stirred by that angelic power. And Jesus said, I'll be your huckleberry, right? And Jesus said, take up your bed and walk. Remember that? The man stood up and he walked. Carried his mat out. Well, Peter now is confronted with kind of the same situation. A paralyzed man is lying on his cot. And Peter's already decided, I'm going to be just like Jesus. And so he sees the guy on the cot and he says, Hey, make your bed and walk. And guess what happened? He said, Jesus has healed you, Aeneas. Make your bed and walk. And Aeneas jumped, and he probably started dancing. Right? He started, I mean, he starts singing, Jesus has saved me. To him be praise, to him be praise. Amen? It was awesome. Not only did Aeneas get healed, but his story went viral. The entire county... The Sharon Valley, that's the whole valley of the coastal plains. The whole valley caught wind of it. And the whole valley was inspired and ignited to believe in Jesus as Peter preached using that platform. Peter preached saying, hey, listen, Jesus, the one who was crucified, is risen from the dead. And by his power, this man has been made to walk. He is the savior. He is the shepherd. He is the great one. And if you put your faith in him, he will heal and change and transform your life. The whole Sharon Valley believed. It was amazing. It was awesome. Listen, guys. Outside the doors of our church, there are a lot of paralyzed people. Paralyzed by sin. Paralyzed by guilt. By shame. Paralyzed by divorce. Bankruptcy. Paralyzed by anxiety, addiction. Paralyzed by grief, depression, and doubt. Some of them have been paralyzed for a lot longer than eight years. They need for someone to reach out just like Jesus. Everybody said out loud, who? Just like Jesus. They need for somebody to reach out to them. Just do it. Here are a couple of verses. Ephesians chapter 5, encouraging us to echale. Ephesians 5.15, read it with me. Don't be fools, be wise. Make the most of every opportunity you have for doing good. Then here's Proverbs chapter 11, verse 20. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. When we take the opportunities to do good that are presented to us, God will see to it that more opportunities open up. 
just take the door. I mean, you know, you might pray for somebody and all of a sudden something else happens. You get, you know, asked to pray for something else. And it just keeps snowballing. And because the opportunity to pray for someone also opens up the door for you to share Jesus with those people. So listen, when we take those opportunities, we do it, God will open up more opportunities. That's what happened next. Peter was called after, you know, praying for Aeneas and his miracle and the expansion of the message affecting the entire county. At that point, Peter was called upon by another group of Christians just a few miles down the road. Let's continue the passage. At Joppa, there was a certain disciple named Tabitha, which is translated Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and charitable deeds, which she did. But it happened in those days that she became sick and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in an upper room. And since Lydda was near Joppa and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent two men to him, imploring him not to delay in coming to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he had come, they brought him to the upper room where Lydda was laying. And all the widows stood by him weeping, showing the tunics and garments which Dorcas had made while she was with them. But Peter put them all out and knelt down and prayed. And turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. Then he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, he presented her alive. And it became known throughout all Joppa, and many believed on the Lord. So it was that he stayed many days in Joppa with Simon a tanner. So another notable miracle. So Peter gets out of Jerusalem, leaves his, you know, comfort zone, leaves his bunker of fear, goes to this place, Lydda is given an opportunity to pray for a lame man by the name of Aeneas, and it opened up another door. He gets a call from Joppa. Joppa was about 20 miles east of Lydda. The people there had sent messengers asking Peter to join them in Joppa. Because apparently this godly woman from the church in Joppa had died. According to the record we read, she was a Proverbs 31 woman. And if you haven't read Proverbs 31, but you have heard pop music, she's the gal Bruno Mars sings about, you know, when he says, because girl, you're amazing just the way you are. You know that song. She's that gal. This gal, Tabitha, also known as Dorcas, had impacted the people in her community. She worked as a seamstress and gave much of what she had made to widows and orphans. She kept them covered, and not just with clothing, but with encouragement and value. Because that clothing was a whole lot more than just a piece of wardrobe. It was value, respect. She gave them that. 
She made the lowest and the least feel special. Well, unfortunately, this godly lady got sick and died. I'm sure the Christians in Joppa prayed before and after she died that the Lord would raise her up, but it was to no avail. So then they heard that Peter was a couple of towns away. That in and of itself was a miracle because Peter never leaves Jerusalem. Maybe, maybe, everybody said, maybe Jesus would use Peter to raise Tabitha. So they sent for him. Peter was out there just acting like Jesus, walking slowly through the crowd, being just like Jesus. So he's out there. Now, in the hours that it took for Peter to get back to Joppa from Lydda, they had cleaned up Tabitha's body, ceremonial washing before mummification. They washed the body, and they set up the viewing. They said they put her in an upper room. Well, the upper room of a house was usually the parlor. That's where Jesus had his, you know, last supper, upper room. So they cleaned up Tabitha, this godly woman. They put her up in the upper room for a viewing before the mummification. You know, did all of that until Peter got there. When Peter arrived, you know what he did? You know what Peter did? He acted just like Jesus. See, there's a story in the Gospels about Jesus. That Jesus was called on to pray for Jairus' dead daughter. You remember the story? Jairus went and he asked Jesus, my daughter is dying. She's right now at the doorway of death, at the threshold. I'm asking if you would come and pray for her. Heal her. Jesus said, let's go. As they're walking towards Jairus' house, he is met with a courier that says, she's dead. Don't trouble the rabbi anymore. She's gone. It's over. Jesus tells Jairus, hey, just believe. Everybody said what? Just believe. Jesus walks over to Jairus' house and he chased out all of the people, all the mourners that were mourning. Chased them all out, cleared the house, cleared the room. He grabbed the little girl by the hand and he said, Talatha kumai, which is little girl arise. Took her by the hand raised her up, life sprung back into her. It was a miracle. Everybody said a what? Peter, just like Jesus, goes into that room. He chases everyone out. He grabs her by the hand. Her name is Tabitha. He says, Tabitha kumai, which is Tabitha Arise, he picks her up by the hand, and the life, just like Jesus, sprang back into her life. And he presented her to the saints. That's what they're called now. Everybody said the what? Saints. The church there. He presents him, her to the saints. And guys, the story again went viral. It was amazing. Peter used that miracle to talk about Jesus, the life giver. And people started responding. Listen, 
Peter didn't raise Tabitha because she was a godly woman and deserved it. Jesus didn't fill her with power and new life just because she was a good, godly woman and deserved it. No. The story really isn't even about Tabitha. The story is about the fact that if we will leave our bunker of fear and insecurity, God will use us to touch people's lives, to raise them from spiritual death, to raise them up so they can start walking with Jesus. That's what the story is all about. So the next time you're hunkering down in your bunker, working on your big butt... Remember that Jesus has a better plan in mind for every single one of you. Here it is. Mark chapter 16 and verse 20. Let's read it. And the disciples went everywhere and preached. And the Lord worked through them, confirming what they said by many miraculous signs. Wow. The Lord worked through them. So don't hunker in your bunker. Instead, shine with miraculous signs, right? Step out of your bunker. Pray for someone. Share Jesus with someone. Encourage someone. Love on someone. Multiply what God has given you. Freely, you have received. So freely, freely you have received, so freely give. Are you ready to move it? Now we know what we're talking about, right? You're going to come across some paralyzed people. You're going to come across some people who are dead in their sins. And listen, within you is the name of Jesus, the faith of Christ to reach out and touch them and change their life forever. Just like yours was changed. Because somebody stepped into your life and shared Christ with you and you have never been the same. Amen? This is a perfect opportunity for you to find a new life, find hope, and start walking the right path with Christ. And all you have to do is say, yes, I choose to do that. Let's pray out loud together. Father, I know I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. I've run from you. I've ignored you. I've even fought you. But today, today I surrender. I repent for my sin and I turn to you. I confess you as my Savior. I put my faith in you. Transform my life. I'm yours. In Jesus' name, amen. We're so glad that you joined us today for The Simple Truth, a ministry of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. Pastor Dion Cordova has been sharing from the book of Acts, a book that gives us an insider's peek into the first 30 years of the church. From persecution to miracles, this book truly has it all. 
What an inspiring narrative, watching how disciples like Peter go from denying Jesus to losing his life for Jesus. Luke, the writer of Acts, gives us a perspective that emphasizes life change. He writes, And every day the Lord added to them those who were being saved. Jesus didn't just come to change the system. He came to change people. If what you heard today has impacted you, we would love to hear about it and pray for you too. You're more than welcome to give us a call at 505-753-4363. Again, 505-753-4363. We'd like to encourage you to get involved in a local church as well. This will be a place that you can ask questions, learn more about Jesus, and find support as you grow in your faith. Are you in the Española area? If so, we would love for you to come visit us at Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. We meet on Sundays and Wednesdays for a time of worship, Bible study, and fellowship. You can find out more and get directions to the church by visiting tmcalvary.com. That's tmcalvary.com. Our time with you is coming to an end today, but we want to thank you for tuning in. We hope you'll join us again next time for more from the book of Acts right here on The Simple Truth. You're the one that we proclaim. We'll be fools for you as you work in us. May a power show in the deeds we sow. Let us join our hands and together we stand. Together.